<laughs> what was that? Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode number 159. My name is CJ Schrader and with me, as always, my two undead co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks. Hi, this is Jess. And Brian Spellman. Hi, this is Brian. So, we got a very creepy episode for you today. Spooky, even though it's coming out three days after Halloween. <laughs> so, we could have planned better, but we wanted to take a deep dive, do a little digging into the graveyard. No, it's social commentary on the, the construct that is holidays. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> So we're going to talk all about the graveyard and even uh, look a little bit into some of the uh, graveyard abilities that we decided are graveyard abilities. <laughs> wait, 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 can you clarify that for me, that we decided our graveyard abilities? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's arguable ones. I think the big ones that I left out are Undying and Persist. Sure. Maybe we'll talk about them anyway. But otherwise, we'll see. We'll see. We can discuss about why each one is a graveyard ability, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> because I removed any of the ones that Brian added. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes, it's true. No, I, I still see a couple of mine in there. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so we're just going to be talking about graveyard abilities and and basically the graveyard in general today. Yep. Um, just a mishmash so, of rules. Yeah, um, which is actually uh, pretty cool. So let's should we dive right in and go ahead yeah, and yeah. start? So the graveyard, as everyone knows, we're not going to stay this basic, but it is your discard pile. It's where everything that's countered, discarded, destroyed, sacrificed, or state-based actioned goes so it's just it's a zone right it's a zone in the game there are a bunch of zones in the game and it's one of them uh it's hold a on i'm still i'm still geeking out about you turning state-based action into a verb <laughs> well that wasn't me that was brian gotta <laughs> give him credit on that one sure credit where credit's due uh, so the graveyard is a public zone though uh as opposed to a a hidden zone like your library or your hand um, and what that means is that all the players get to see all the card faces. Now, Brian, you have a note here that says, yeah. un unless something says you can't, and I don't know of anything that could stop you from being able to see the cards in a graveyard. Am I wrong? Um, mm, no, I, well, I can't think of anything, uh, off the top of my head, but, um, I think that's just because, uh, there, there are ways to do that with things in public zones. It's theoretically possible in the rules. Yeah, like oh, how cards being exiled can sometimes be exiled face down, so you can't actually see those. So it right. could well, happen, we'll I guess. It's a classic example. So. Yeah. Uh, one one interesting thing about the graveyard being a public zone, which is actually a question that came up at a couple uh, recent Grand Prix I was at, but where if a card instructs you to search uh, a player's graveyard, hand, library, for you know as many of the copies of that card as you can find and exile them, uh, if it's a private zone you are sorry a hidden zone uh you can fail to find them but if it's a public zone you cannot fail to find those cards uh yes that's true or or if it's if it's uh if it's been revealed as opposed to looked at yeah so here's a here's a big rule that uh well i think listeners of judge cast would know but maybe not everyone would know is that 
technically speaking, according to the rules, you cannot reorder the cards in the graveyard, as in everything that enters in a certain order should stay in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, but the MTR has an exception for that, for sets... Uh, I always forget the exact cutoff. I think it's after Urza's Saga, or does it include Urza's Saga? I don't know the answer to that question off the top of my head, but I... I it's just everything from where modern is legal like, and on. Yeah. Like it's, uh... So, yeah, so basically... Uh, for modern and standard, you can, and the reason is, there used to be cards that cared about the order of the graveyard, and at some point, wizards, and once again, that some point is either before Urza Saga or during Urza Saga, um, they decided that that is stupid to have cards like that, so <laughs> they stopped making them. So if you're playing a format that has those cards, right? Like there's a card, I think it's Nether Shadow that cares if it's on the, if it's the top card of your graveyard, or no, it cares. Yeah, that even sees play in Legacy. Yeah, it, it cares about the, the the number of black creatures above it. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, so things like that. So, so technically speaking, because Commander can include cards before Urza Saga, you technically can't rearrange your graveyard. But I'm not going to make a big deal about it if you do. But in, in Vintage and Legacy, it matters. Like, it, it, there are cards that actually get played, so you got to make sure that you're not reorganizing it. Yup. Yup. So what happens if I mill 18 cards at once? Uh, they go to the graveyard in the order that you choose. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> so what if, um... What if... Um... Crap, I lost it. Hold on. I lost it because Prilliman <laughs> signed into the show notes, and I'm like, crap, didn't think about that. Did you write down the timestamp? Yeah, I'm about to. Right. You think he'll notice Spellman in it? Probably. Probably. We'll find out. <laughs> he hasn't messaged anything on Slack, though, so we'll keep going. Uh, okay, where was I? Okay. Well, I haven't actually clicked anything in there, so it might not show up. No, nah, I can it see. It shows here. up. Yeah. So... Okay, let me let me continue. Well, what if I have a bunch of creatures out and I cast... What if we both have a bunch of creatures out and I cast Day of Judgment and so they all die at the exact same time? Who gets to choose what order they go to? Can I order yours? Maybe it's Legacy. Maybe I want to put them in a certain order. You, you always choose the order for your own cards. All right. Well, what if, what if I control one of your creatures when it dies <laughs> in that situation? Yeah, what about that? That's a really good question. I'm I'm pretty sure the 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 owner of the card still controls uh, what order it goes in. That's right. Yep. Yeah, the the owner, not the controller. Yeah. Yes. Did I say controller? I'm you sorry. said no. You said no, owner. No, you said you said owner. Yeah. You the owner controls, or you said something. Yeah. It it was. Confusing. Oh yeah, I use the word control with its non rules. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> That's where You're magic right. gets weird. <laughs> magic gets weird when English gets involved. Yeah, I know. Okay. All so, right. All right. Well, let's talk about cards like Scrap Heat, Scrap Heap Scrounger. So let me read the text on that bad boy. Scrap Heap Scrounger can't block. But also, one in a black. Exile another creature card from your graveyard. Return Scrap Heap Scrounger from your graveyard to the battlefield. So let's say Scrap Heap Scrounger is about to die. It's on uh-huh. the battlefield. And something is both <laughs> making up a card here it is both killing scrap heap scrounger and exiling my graveyard as it resolves <laughs> can i go ahead and activate scrap heap scrounger so that when after scrap heap scrounger resolves 
crap. No, even that won't work. I can't come nope. up with any way to make this relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. Unfortunate. The point is here that uh, most abilities, we were actually going to go with this a little bit later, but most abilities only work on the battlefield. Un and I think the easiest way to explain that is they only work on the battlefield unless that makes no sense. And hmm. this is one where it would make no sense, right? Returning Scrap Heap Scrounger from your graveyard to the battlefield makes no sense for a card on the battlefield. So clearly this ability does work from the graveyard, but only the graveyard in that case. Right, and another example of that would be like creature cards that say they can't be countered. That, that ability can't function on the battlefield. It doesn't do anything. Like things that that can only function in a specific zone, like the stack of the graveyard, uh, function in that zone, but everything else is only the battlefield. So another Did I lose you guys? No, no, another example here is yeah. uh, Relentless Dead. Which says when Relentless Dead dies, that's kinda weird. You may pay black if you do yeah. return it to its owner's hand. And when Relentless Dead dies, you may pay X if you do return another target. Current zombie creature card with converted man cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. So, I think this is another example of the same thing, only this one's a triggered ability. So, the ability actually triggers from the battlefield um, when it dies, but then it's able to actually return itself. Well, it, it triggers from the battlefield when it dies, but only if it's actually going to the graveyard. So, if it, yeah, if it's, uh, is there something out there that's kept from going to the graveyard and exiling it instead, then it doesn't get to have its fun. Yeah. Which, that is the literal definition of dies. Which, there are people now who don't know that because they weren't around when it changed. But dies means to be put into a graveyard from the battlefield. Uh, it doesn't mean, you know, exiled, left the battlefield, anything like that. It means specifically died, put in the graveyard. Yep. In fact, you'll find some older templated cards that instead of saying when this dies, they say when this goes to the graveyard from the battlefield. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about one more thing. It's super easy, but... Incense and sorceries. So when a permanent spell resolves, it goes to the battlefield. Everyone knows that. When an incense or sorcery spell resolves, it goes to the graveyard. And uh, one thing to be clear there is that's the last step of it resolving, right? So you do all the text on an incense or sorcery spell. Uh, so And spell is defined as something on the stack. Um, and after you do all of its text, then it goes to the graveyard. And that's why, you know, we have the classic Tarmogoyf lightning bolt situation. We have, um, well, actually, that would resolve the same either way. That's because of state-based actions. But uh, there's some spells that say exile, blah, 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 right? And if it didn't put itself in the graveyard at the end, then those might not work. I don't know. They might need a rules tweak. Well, if, if there was a card that said... Uh, uh return a card from your graveyard to your hand. Mm -hmm. If it didn't say target, it just said return a card from graveyard to your hand. If the, if the, if the, the instant was put into your graveyard sometime before that actually happened, then you're able to return that to your hand indefinitely, you know, as much as you wanted to. Yeah. So it's gotta, it's gotta be able to, you know, it, it can't return itself to your hand based on because, because the last thing it does is goes to your graveyard. So Brian, what can you tell us about leaves the battlefield triggers since you've been here this entire time? Leaves the, uh, leaves the Battlefield triggers are a special type of zone change trigger. So zone change trigger is a trigger that triggers when something goes from one zone to another zone. Oh. Hey, when it changes zones. Funny how that works. And <clears throat> leaves the Battlefield triggers 
are specifically uh, triggers that happen when something leaves the battlefield. Now, generally, when something leaves the battlefield, I mean, obviously, it could go to exile or it could go to your hand or maybe someone will write in and correct us and tell us that it's like, oh, it can go to the stack. It can't. But um, prove me wrong. Um, most of the time when things die, um, sorry, when they uh, when they change zones uh, and zone change triggers, they're going from the battlefield to the graveyard. Have you guys already done all the Halloween jokes? No, please. I did what I could. I said we'd dig in. <laughs> I don't know why I you're asking that though, that. since you've been here since the start. Oh well, you're you're right. I'm not going to make any bones about it. Yeah, thank uh, you. <laughs> I didn't really I didn't bear any any Halloween jokes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, let me see if I can scare up uh, an example. Okay. Um. No, but most of the time, uh, leaves the battlefield triggers happen when something uh, uh goes to the goes to the graveyard or dies. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, uh, we already <laughs> talked about dyes, actually. As oh, you, you did already, as you already know. Oh, well, I mean, you know, it must have been when I was talking and thought you guys were talking over top of me. Yeah. Being all rude. No, I heard um, you. I don't know why the, it, I mean, maybe the listeners didn't, but I definitely heard everything. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, good. Definitely. Good. You just edited out all the the, the awkward silences. Yeah, sure. Um, Place it together in post. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, so, it'll be fine. It'll be fine in post. All right. So most uh, most objects, uh, you know, uh, abilities and stuff like that that go on the stack, because triggered abilities do go on the stack, uh, exist uh, right after an event, uh, and they, they check to see if that event matched the trigger condition. That's why when things enter the battlefield, um, you know, when when whenever this creature enters the battlefield, uh, do something, it's able to see itself enter the battlefield. It wasn't on the battlefield yet, but it was able to see itself enter the battlefield. That's because the rules say that it can. <laughs> Leaves the battlefield triggers, though, are kind of the reverse. They look backwards in time to see if the ability triggers. So most most of the triggered abilities, um, you know, would exist uh, uh, on the battlefield. And it says when when this dies, it, it do X. Uh, well, when it dies, it's already in the graveyard. What the rules specifically do is it lets you look back in time and see what... Uh, what the permanent looked like on the battlefield. Uh, why? Because the rules say. <laughs> Good reason. Right. I mean, there, there's certain there's a certain point when you get down into the into the the the, the nitty gritty of it. It's just the rules say so. It makes sense. It's so. Uh, you don't even that, have to get into the nitty gritty of it though, because like you could ask a question like, well, why do I draw a card every turn? Because the rules tell you you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I concede at any time? Because the rules say I can. Um, so, so all of those things that say um, when this goes to the the graveyard from the battlefield, it's going to look back to see uh, how the permanent existed when it was on the battlefield. So, if you have a uh, a card that says something like whenever a whenever a creature dies, gain two life. Okay, it's going to look to see, and then you have you have a an, an animated land uh, die go to the graveyard, it's going to actually look back and it's going to say, okay, well, it was a creature when it left the battlefield, so you're going to gain the two life. Uh, that's different from uh, what's called uh, from anywhere triggers. Uh, from anywhere is actually in quotes, so I'm doing little air quotes with my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they actually have quotes. So um, there are certain uh, certain triggers that say things like uh, whenever a card, uh, whenever a creature card is placed in the graveyard from anywhere, those aren't considered zone change triggers, even though they are they are changing zones. Um, so um, now those actually check the object as it exists in the graveyard. So in my specific example. Uh, if I had a card that said whenever a creature card is placed in the graveyard from anywhere um, and I had my my animated land die, well, now it's in the graveyard. And it's going to look at it, look at it there and it's going to say, well, no, that's it's not a creature card. It's not a, it's not a creature. It's not a creature or a creature card. So it's not going to trigger. OK, and there's a okay. note here about uh, replacement effects. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. So basically, we wanted to to touch on the difference here between these from anywhere triggers versus the from the graveyard triggers, now known as dies triggers, versus replacement effects that look really similar, like uh, Darksteel Colossus, which says if Darksteel Colossus would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into your library instead. Right. Yeah. So so if you look at it, if you compare it to like. Uh, let's say like Emrakul or something like that. Um, Emrakul says when Emrakul is put into the graveyard from anywhere, its owner shuffles it into and uh, shuffles his or her graveyard into his library, his or her library. Um, so in that particular case, is that's a that's a from anywhere. So if I have a clone of Emrakul, okay, and that clone dies, but when it goes into the graveyard. Since it's a from anywhere trigger, um, it's not going to it's not going to trigger because in the graveyard, which is where it's triggering from, it's from anywhere. Uh, it's a clone. It's a zero zero with a, a fancy ability, a, a wannabe ability, but it's not an emerald. Uh Conversely, if you had a, a dark steel, uh, a clone of a dark steel colossus, since dark steel colossus says if. Darksteel Colossus would be put in a graveyard from anywhere. Reveal Darksteel Colossus and shuffle it in. Um, if I have a clone of a Darksteel Colossus and it somehow gets like tragic slipped into oblivion, um, it's going to be shuffled into its owner's hand because that's a replacement effect. And it's going from the battlefield to the graveyard, but it's being replaced so it never actually gets to the graveyard and it ends up shuffled into your library. All in one breath. Hmm. Okay. So remember, triggers are when, whenever, and at. I will remember that. You will? Yeah. That's right, you will. It's kind of key to the tests. It is. All right, so... Other crap that makes things go to the graveyard. Destroy effects. Other discard crap. effects. Sacrifice. Uh, although we kind of talked about that earlier, too. I, I heard it was very riveting. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. So... Okay, so now we're going to go to the promised graveyard abilities, um, which, as you know, Brian, we also promised that we would uh, oh, absolutely. say why we thought these are graveyard abilities. So you can, I can, you and I can have the madness argument on there if you want, because I don't think madness is a graveyard ability. Oh, are we having that now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, you go ahead. You go, go. <laughs> That's my argument. I don't think it is. Oh. Your argument is, oh, because well, the cards never touch the graveyard. So, what do you mean it doesn't go to the graveyard if you don't uh, if you don't madness it? It goes to the graveyard. <laughs> that's just no. That's just discarding then. 
hold on. No, it's not just because you're discarding it to exile. That's not a May anymore. That happens. Okay, always. Thanks, Moto. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, when that triggered ability, you know, if it's exiled this way, you may cast it, and if you don't, put it in the graveyard. Nah. Mm. Look, man, you got you got the tombstone icon. Just did mentioned it. Oh, it's true. Because I'm actually going to talk about this thing. I don't really need to talk about because we already did. But so before we start into graveyard abilities, we can just talk about real quick uh, how abilities only work on the battlefield unless that makes no sense. Um, so I already touched on that, so I'm not going to go too deep. But I want to call out a couple of, of big examples I see. Uh, one big one is protection. If a card has, say, protection from blue, um, if a card has protection from blue, then... This isn't the graveyard, but, like, it can be countered because protection only works on the battlefield. And so by the same lines, if something has protection from black, it could be, you know, exiled from the graveyard with a black card because, once again, um, protection only cares about the... Or even more interestingly, a white knight can be animate deaded, which will work and bring the white knight back out, um, but then other things will happen which will kill that white knight again a white knight has protection from black i realize i live in a world where people might not know where white what white knight is anymore yeah that's, that's very true that hurts me that hurts me it's, real bad you know i'm sitting here and i'm just like uh current wording on animate dead okay it doesn't actually leave it still stays on the battlefield and they just can't attach to the white knight right i don't know dude what? Long, <laughs> i don't know when i yeah, was a kid you do it <laughs> We, 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 that's uh, not a great good mechanic. Uh, but so. it says anime dead. <laughs> it's Halloween themed, at least. It has a tombstone icon in the in the corner. Yeah, we're a little late for that. Yeah, it's like okay, it's it's like a, surprise, and everybody's left the party already. Tur- tur- turkeys, um, you eat dead turkeys on Thanksgiving, so there we're you- early for Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is giving me flashbacks to our to our one Halloween episode we did before. Uh, yeah, sp- sp- spooky combat step, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, what, what uh, about that? We uh, are you guys ready to move on to our first actual mechanic? No, I got other things to say. All right, fine. Another big one is pump effects. God. So, <laughs> so if you have a spell, uh, crusade, so gee, people don't glory Do people know wow. what that is. No. Um, wow. So Glorious Anthem says creatures you control get plus one plus one. How about honorary pure? Sure. Or, uh, or another more recent card. And my White Knight Crusade deck was really good, so <laughs> I don't know you why know, you guys are on. judging. Can, can I just tie off for a second, Jess? You give me crap about using <laughs> old cards, and this guy here is going to bust out Savannah Lions in a second. <laughs> Savannah Lions is great in that deck. Um, I'll give you both crap if you didn't notice. That's what I was just doing. But I switched to Glorious Anthem and gave the Oracle text for it, so it's fine. No, it's not. But those also only affect things on the battlefield, so I don't need to come up with, you know, I don't need to talk about Morgue Burst or whatever a creature when you have an Anthem effect out. And uh, it also might be worth mentioning that if something has a characteristic defining ability, that does work in the graveyard, and you can normally notice those by the asterisks in the bottom right, but... I don't think always on older cards. 
Well, the Oracle text. You know, yeah, you can yeah, notice by the Oracle, Oracle text, text yeah. in the graveyard. You know, you just yeah. <laughs> look at the Oracle text in but, the graveyard. You know, these are abilities that set the power and toughness to a specific value. Um, as or, in, so creature type or color. Well, uh, but for the example, well, yeah, creature type. Uh, there aren't any um, color CDAs that do anything other than colorless. Yeah. Yeah, uh, stupid color indicator. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm feeling really punchy. I I I got out of work. I've I had a 12 hour day today, so I'm. Oh. Have I'm, you looked up Transguild Courier Courier recently? The Oracle text for Transguild Courier has a five color color indicator. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. Yes. I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we can go into a real graveyard mechanic, and honestly, in my opinion, one of the biggest ones. Uh, the flashback. Yeah. Let's talk about flashback. Flashback is the, uh, it's it was the first time around in Odyssey. It was one of the showcase mechanics, and it was one of the showcase mechanics again when they brought it back for Innistrad. Uh, it is a uh, an ability that lets you cast a card from your graveyard by paying whatever its flashback cost is instead of its mana cost. Sometimes the flashback cost is the same as the mana cost, but you have to pay the flashback cost. And uh, otherwise, other than that, it follows the normal steps of casting a spell. Uh, however, uh, because you're already paying an alternate cost, you can't pay any different alternate costs because you're, you're just paying the flashback cost. Right. Um, if you cast a spell with flashback, it goes to the exile zone instead of anywhere else where it would leave the stack. So if it's resolved or if it's countered, uh, it would normally go to the graveyard. Uh, it is exiled instead. Now, there's a weird situation that can happen if something else is exiling the card. For example, the counter spell Delay exiles a card, puts three time counters on it, and gives it Suspend. Because both of these effects want to exile the card, Delay gets to exile the card because you can't replace something with the same action. It can't be just exile this instead of exiling it. Um, so uh, we still get to do that as long as it's being exiled. So exiling it only happens if it was going to go somewhere other than the exile zone when it was leaving the stack. Um, you'll also notice that um, the, uh, the some of the older cards, there are certain cards with flashback and certain cards with madness uh, in the old frame, old magic frame, that have a little tiny tombstone in, uh, in the corner. And that was intended to uh, help people notice that those cards were graveyard relevant in their gra- in the graveyard. Um, so that, and that, that icon uh, has gone by the wayside because nobody actually cared about it or really used it. Um, and it just kind of became a joke. Yeah. But you'll notice that there's this tombstone icon on some older cards from the Odyssey block, and that just meant this is relevant in your graveyard. Yep. Did cards with, th- cards with Threshold did not have that because they were relevant on the battlefield when they were yep. stuck in your graveyard. Yep. I think it was just Flashback and Madness, right? Oh, I don't think Madness had that. Yeah, Madness had it too. Or no, no, it didn't. I think you were right. I think it was just flashback. Yeah, I think it's just flashback. Yeah, just flashback. Let me go look at my old buddy Basking Rutwalla. But yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. Rutwalla was so good. Ah, uh, that's torment, but still. Ah, uh, look at him. He's so he's basically the Geico Gecko. Oh. Did you say Geico Gecko? Yeah. I guess he is kind of a Geico Gecko. Look at him. He looks like it. Hmm. Uh, you get you know do you know the because like a root wall is not a real creature right like in real life is that a question or a statement i'm asking i'm about to find out yeah no it's not but there's something straight else straight to wikipedia 
with a similar name to Rootwalla, and they oh. they asked the artist to draw that creature. I can't remember what it is. And when they got, but that artist didn't know what it was, and so oh, okay. when they got it back, they got this weird lizard. So they just said, okay, it's a root. Okay, we're gonna call that a Rootwalla then. Um, and so they made up a new name. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. That's not relevant to anything in this episode at all. But so, uh, so I'm gonna talk about retrace. Ooh, yeah. So retrace um, is kind of like flashback, but uh, the cost uh, is is the mana cost of the uh, of the card plus uh, plus discarding discarding a land. So we're gonna talk about obviously everyone's favorite retrace card as an example, Glamour Die. Yeah, I mean I can name lots of retrace cards, but of the ones I can name, that one would definitely be my favorite. What glamour die? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that lets you change the text of target spell. This is also a really good. Qu- no, we're not going to talk about glamour die. We're going to we're going to talk about worms harvest. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, that's, I do know that one. Better, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Worm <laughs> harvest. All right. So so retrace uh, just says you may cast this uh, cast this card from your graveyard by discarding a land card in addition to paying uh, other costs. So. Let's say you have a land in your hand and you have a worm harvest in your graveyard. Okay, so what I decide to do is I say, hey, I'm going to cast worm harvest. You're casting it from the graveyard. You're placing it directly on the stack. All right. Um, You are discarding your you are discarding your land card, putting it in the graveyard, which means uh, and you're doing all this before worm harvests effect, which means Worm Harvest's effect says put a 1-1 black and green worm creature token onto the battlefield for each land you have in your great land card you have in your graveyard. We just added a land card, so you're going to get an extra little uh, black and green worm creature token. Or I guess you're going to place or create. Create, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, create now. Um, now, what's what's kind of cool about Retrace uh is it doesn't it does an exile so it's actually gonna when when worm harvest resolves it's gonna go back to the graveyard so it's gonna go graveyard to stack to graveyard now there's always a question people ask with retraces well can i you know can i exile it can i get rid of it can i you know after they cast it and it resolves do i have an opportunity does my opponent have the opportunity to get rid of it and the answer is well only if if only if the active player, the player casting Worm Harvest, lets you, because the spell resolved, Worm Harvest uh, uh, went to the graveyard, and who gets priority uh, when the, the stat when the last ability on the stack resolves? Active uh, player. That's active player. Yes. So if I decide to cast Worm Harvest again, because I got lots of land and lots of mana, uh, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to cast Worm Harvest again, and it's poop, it's back on the stack. So you, my opponent, uh, really, if I decide to, like, chain a bunch of these retrace cards together, like cast it and resolve it, cast it and resolve it, you can't uh, get rid of it. You can't exile it out of my graveyard while I'm doing that. Boy. Boy. Well, you showed me. <laughs> I did. Right. Well, I mean, I, I went deep on there. I, I unearthed a lot of good uh, You did. Good Thank info. You. That was excellent. <laughs> All right, Unearth. <laughs> so Unearth is the end of this this flashback block we have, where this is basically flashback again. Stuff, stuff coming back. Yeah, but for creatures. 
Uh, it was kind of a natural extension of flashback, honestly. Um, so Hold on, is, you tell me these are all basically the same mechanic over and over more again? More or less. This one's a bit different, though, because it's an activated ability. So you can stifle it. Uh, so it's an activated ability, and so you pay a cost, right? So all cards have unearth and then some cost. And what that ability does is it puts the creature onto the battlefield, and it gives it haste. Because it would be very weird. Well, I'll tell you in a second why it would be very weird, but it would be very weird if it didn't have haste. And then it gets exiled at the end of the turn, or, stop me if you've heard this before, if it would go anywhere else. So so you basically get one last use out of that creature. And a lot of times I think they have, like, enter the battlefield abilities or anything cool like that. Um, so you can only unearth as a sorcery, though. You don't get a surprise blocker out of it, and that's unfortunate. And Jess actually found, like, the one card that does this trick for flashback uh, with, in delay... <laughs> Because, like, I can't think of any others that aren't delay. But in for Unearth, it's actually a lot easier to exile a creature and have it come back, right? There's a lot of cards that'll blink it or um, slower blink it. I forgot what the other one was. Uh, things like that. So if you were to make the card exile and come back through whatever way, uh, that satisfies the, hey, we're going to exile this. And it becomes a new zone. And, sorry, it becomes a new new object because it changed zones so you can kind of get uh, another full use out of it like it's not going to exile it in a turn or anything like that if you're able to blink the creature so that's pretty cool but if you try to bounce it or anything else like that it's going to go to exile instead if you unearth it if you cast it like a normal creature then it does all the things normal creatures do to its soul what what happens to its soul? I mean, when you unearth it, that's probably like just the body, and that's why it crumbles. So what happens to the soul? I I don't know if it's just the well, the body definitely crumbles. <laughs> um, so its soul got shifted. Oh. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about after unearth is soul shift. And actually, before I jump into soul shift, uh, I want to point out that uh, Guile does the same thing to flashback cards. What's uh? What's I don't remember Guile's text off. If uh, if a spell would be countered, you exile it instead, and then you can cast the card. Oh. Okay. For for flashback cards. Gotcha. Yeah, for flashback cards. Okay. You're saying play was the only one you can think of. And I'm not gonna I, lie. I thought of Guile. I I'm I'm tapped out though. I can't think of anything else. I've right the only of ever read. I only ever used Guile as an example of a from anywhere trigger. I did. I had no idea what Guile actually did. Oh, Guile's also a 6-6 that can't be blocked by less than three creatures. That thing is limited gold. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing that now. <laughs> it's 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 easily the best of that cycle in, in a limited context, I think. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, talking about Soul Shift. Um, oh, also, Guile was, this main, was one of the main cards in a constructed deck called Sonic Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a uh, Street Fighter reference. Yes. Yeah. So Soul Shift uh, always has a number attached to it. So it's Soul Shift. What's Street and... Fighter? What's, what's that? Great, it's a great movie starring John Claude Van Damme. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of I that. thought you'd know that. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> So Soul Shift N, uh, which is some number, like Soul Shift 1 or Soul Shift 2 or whatever. Um, and Soul Shift N means whenever this permanent uh, dies or is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, uh, you may return target spirit card with converted mana cost N or less from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, so this dies 
And let's say something has Soul Shift 2. You look through your graveyard. Uh, you find a Spirit card with Converted Mana Cost 2 or less. And you uh, you can put that back onto the battlefield after the ability resolves. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people have heard of Soul Shift. It's from Kamigawa Block. No, I... I uh, it, it wasn't good the first time around, really, I don't think. Uh, and uh, it had saw some play in the in Modern Masters 2015 as a limited archetype that was all right. Um, yeah. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't great there either. It was okay. But the name is spooky. It is. So <laughs> Plus, it's a graveyard mechanic. See, I feel like I haven't had to defend any of these yet. No. No, you've had to... I mean, like you've dredged some stuff up. But... <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, so we're going to talk about Dredge. Oh. So, yeah, and specifically, my favorite Dredge card of them all, Graveshell Scarab. Oh, not Golgari. No, no, because Graveshell Scarab is my favorite because I speculated hard on this card. And by hard, I mean like like 12 copies, you know, <laughs> and uh, which isn't hard at all. But, uh, yeah, it turned out to be uh, crap and well, anyway, what what uh what dredge is? So that dredge, makes it your favorite. You failed spectacularly. Well, it's just it kind of one of these things. Hey, hey, look, I have a lot of them, and if I say that it's my favorite, then it doesn't hurt as much. It's like it's like Kip for Daybreak Ranger, man. <laughs> so anyway, if I could just read Grace Shell Scarab for the, I mean, I knew what it was. But, you know, right? Because it's an old card, and right? You only know and I, I would obviously know what this random rare. Brian, I need you to use a standard legal version of your story, please. Yeah. Oh, wait, a standard... Ah. Uh, so it's a creature insect with one Sacrifice Grave Shell Scarab draw card, and it has Dredge 1. And Brian's about to tell us what it means. And it's a 4-4 four, four for 5 mana. 2 green, black, black. Yes. So, uh, so what Dredge is, it's, it's normally written on a card as Dredge N, where N is a number, not a letter. Uh, and what that means is, is as long as you have in cards in your library if you would draw a card you may instead put in cards from the top of your library into your graveyard and return this card from your graveyard to your hand so if you oh say have stinkweed imp which is everybody's favorite imp should be okay um it I has do love me some stinkweed imp i do I Stinkweed Imp is the best imp. I need to look over the imp Maybe. some before. I'm gonna I get get some well, I mean, Kevin. Tyrion Lannister is a pretty good imp, but <laughs> Stinkweed Imp, but he can't dredge five. So, <laughs> he just drinks and knows things. He just drinks it. Oh, that is pretty strong. That's a strong ability. Um, that might be more OP than dredge. But anyway, um, so Stinkweed Imp, for example, is a um, is a creature. It's just a little one-two flyer uh, with uh triggered death touch um uh combat eh, not really uh, it has dredge five uh and so what that means is if stinkweed imp is in your graveyard uh and you go to draw a card for any reason you could say you know what i'd rather mill myself for five and get that stinkweed imp back uh and you can do that now, one of the, the caveats of this is uh, people ask uh, occasionally is it's like, oh, well, that means if I've only got like three cards left in my in my library, I can just and I got a stinkweed imp in my graveyard. I can just never draw those cards. I can always replace it. Um, and, you know, sure, I'll dredge a bunch, but 
uh, and then I empty my my library, but I can just keep getting the stinkweed imp back, and I never have to draw, so I never have to lose uh, lose the game to that state based action. Well, no, there's an actual rule that says uh, if you've got uh, fewer cards in your your library than the number required by the dredge, you can't uh, put any of them into the graveyard this way. So if you have four or less uh, cards in your library, you may not dredge stinky. And so the Scarab, did you love him so much because he can be sacrificed and then dredge himself back? I is exactly why I loved him so much. So yeah, <laughs> Grave Shell Scarab has an ability, one sacrifice, sacrifice and draw a card, and he has a dredge of one. So yeah, uh, I, I was I was pretty big on that. I thought that was going to be a thing. To and, what end? Uh, getting uh, basically... Uh, like outlets that triggered off of um off of sacrifice yeah so it's like you sacrifice him and then you get him back and he's a four four creature also this was back when damage used the stack so uh, yeah. yeah so you yeah. could attack with your four four block with your four four and then if it was going to die you could sack it um and then get it get it right back okay so, well. Yeah, all right. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things uh, uh, became kind of crappier when uh, <laughs> it's this deck. All right, well, nice. Grief Shell Scarab was one of them. No, what was that? That what was that slime or sludge or whatever it was that that, that that two drop that everybody played in Jund until that changed and then they stopped playing it in Jund. Oh, uh, Putrid Leech. Yes. Yeah. Putrid Leech was great when damage used the stack, and then it got significantly worse. Yeah. Uh, also, another card with uh, with dredge, um, uh, Greater Moss Dog. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is a, a a card that I occasionally might get um, uh, people uh, message me with uh, pictures of that card. <laughs> All right. Because because of moss. All right, Mossy. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's talk about recover, which I don't think I knew existed before this notes <laughs> cold snap is that what, it, is that what it's from? from okay that would i didn't buy any packs of cold snap so that makes sense uh recover is a triggered ability that is on cards in your graveyard and it functions in the graveyard so i don't need to repeat myself but this is one of those abilities that actually does work from the graveyard um so basically what it says is whenever i'm sorry when a creature is put into your graveyard from the battlefield you may pay some cost if you do, return this card from your graveyard to your hand. Otherwise, exile this card. So basically, it's it's something dies, a creature dies, you can pay a cost, and then you can get this card back. And that's what recover means. You can recover this card, one might say. Uh, but I do like the little clause on there of otherwise, exile this card, which means the first time a creature dies, if you don't pay the cost, you will never get another chance to recover. You'll never get a chance to recover. Oh, that's a that seems like a weird decision to me, honestly, to design the card like that. But I guess you're gonna have all these creatures dying to Camille to upkeep. You know, you get lots of, lots of <laughs> opportunities. That was in Cold Snap, right? Yep. Okay, I Can thought they brought that. it back. Man, what a stupid ability that was. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a top ten list of just worst abilities. <laughs> Camille Tavoki would be on there. Like, phasing, I at least see what they were trying to do, but Camille Tavoki was just stupid. What, what, uh, can we add ability words like sweep? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Forecast. Let's delve into the next one. <laughs> yeah, forecast. 
based uh, if it's based so, on an so, unglued card as a mechanic, then it's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I don't know about that. I kind of your want, death experience. I'm looking at you. I kind of want super haste to be a thing. Well, it hold on. Super haste is a thing. It's the packs. Packs. Yeah, the packs are based on super haste. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um. And Gisela, the merge cards, the meld cards. That's a. Uh, that's BFM. BFM. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Well, actually, split cards were were uh, also yeah. uh, inspired by BFM. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because they were like, well, we went big. Can we go small? And they did. The answer was yes. They can. Yes, you can. Uh, yes, we can. Mark, Mark, Mark Rosewater, and this is an aside, obviously, but Mark Rosewater uh, said it took him forever to actually sell that idea inside R&D. Like, no, it's two cards on one card. It'll be great. Yeah, and apparently, like, they didn't tell anyone. Uh, like, because this is before spoilers and stuff, so people were finding out at the pre-release, and they're just like, "What? <laughs> what is this? What do I do?" Oh with no, this? no, no! Uh, so I think I think it was in a Rosewater like Drive to Work or article or something like that. Yeah. But the split card actually got leaked. Oh, uh, that's right, and people didn't believe it. Right, and people yeah. were just like, "Oh, this must be. It must be like a placeholder. Like they can't they can't make their decision, make up uh, their mind whether it's A or B. So it's just I a felt. placeholder card." Yeah. Uh, there was a rumor, if I remember correctly, there was a rumor going around that what they were doing was trying to save space while they tested different frames. So yeah. people were trying to figure out how the frames were different, mm. uh, which, of I course, also, they were not. A card I didn't think was real was Kozilek. Kozilek. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. kind of a weird card, wasn't it? I was it? like, that's simple, stupid. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's not, or he, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the plot of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. he was supposed yeah, to be gone. Soon. He's supposed to be gone. He Why is he back? Gone. On? Why is he there? Why is he there? <sighs> so delve. Delve. He had delved underneath the ocean, and he was hiding there. So the delve mechanic is very straightforward. Uh, for each generic mana in this spell's cost, not colorless mana, only generic mana. For each generic mana in this spell's total cost you may exile a card from your graveyard rather than pay that mana. Uh, this literally lets you turn cards into mana in your graveyard. Uh, and it's very uh, powerful, and cards have been banned in multiple formats with this ability because <laughs> they, they, done, they done screwed up with this mechanic. Yeah. Oh, it's fine and standard. No, it wasn't. <laughs> fine okay. Enough. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think there's anything more to say about delve. Uh, you can't over delve. Okay. You cannot exile more cards than necessary. That's true. I don't know. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> All right. The rules, man. We went over this. Well, yeah. Oh, right, right. The rules can't tell me what to do. It's. Um, and you know what? They 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 also tell me how scavenge works. Good. Uh, so scavenge is also another Golgari mechanic. Did you do this on purpose? <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. All right. So scavenge is is on uh, cards from uh, uh, the Golgari Guild uh, back in the uh, in the Return to Ravnica. Um, and scavenge is is written as scavenge cost, so some some amount of mana, uh, and it means pay the cost. 
exile this card from your graveyard. That's the cost. So you pay the mana cost and you exile from the graveyard. Then you may put a number of plus one, plus one counters equal uh, equal to the power of the card you exiled on target creature. Activate this ability anytime you could cast uh, sorcery. Okay. So, uh, so if you have a... Uh, Corrosda Monitor, which is a 4-mana 3-3 trample with a scavenge of 7. You can pay your 7 and exile the Monitor, and you can put uh, 3 plus 1 plus 1 counters on a target creature. Now, what if I have have a... uh, Actually, I don't think they have any any creatures with CDAs uh, with scavenge anything that gave mm, yeah. uh there was something that would give creature scavenge okay first. yeah so uh so i have i have given my i have given my tarmogoyf uh scavenge okay. uh do, does it get like is it is it does and i scavenge the 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 tarmogoyf away uh does it get uh does the creature get you know like Three, three counters, or does it get zero counters? So, as we established earlier, uh, characteristic defining abilities apply in all zones, including the exile zone. So it would get whatever the power of the Tarmogoyf is in exile. Yeah, I think it's exile. Yes. <laughs> I used to struggle with that so bad. But it's the power of the card you exiled, and so that card has a power. Cool. All right, that's it. All right, well, Gravestorm, the most rock and roll ability mechanic. Ability <laughs> mechanic. That's it sounds right. like it sounds like a terrible Transformer name. <laughs> I mean, it sounds literally like Starscream. <laughs> like, there's like no yes, difference. Like, guys, watch out! Gravestorm's on his way. What was the name of that train that also turned into a spaceship? Astro Train. Yes, that's so stupid. Because <laughs> that everything you need to know about that thing is right there in the name, Astro Train. <laughs> uh, anyway, Gravestorm. Uh, is this one of those one-off mechanics? Like there was only one of them in Future Sight. Yeah. Maybe two. So Gravestorm is a triggered ability on spells. Uh, it is similar to Storm in some ways, and so it triggers when you cast the spell. And basically, what it says is when you cast this spell. Put a copy of it onto the stack for each permanent that was put into a oh, graveyard. I have a correction on scavenge. From the battlefield this turn. Sorry. It, okay, do it. It's too late. It's, it's too late to go back now. I know, I know. I can't it's, it's, recover. It's, uh, but I, I, I did not mean to uh, step all over you, but I did it anyway. It's too late. Um, it's, the scavenge ability puts the creature based on the card's power as it last exists in the graveyard, not as it exists Crap. in Amazon. Really? Yeah. I'm so upset. I'm glad you looked it up, but I don't know how you get there from the text of the card. Wait, how are you aware exactly? So it's equal to the power of the card you exiled. So since it's the card you exiled, um, it's it's you know it's looking at it while you exile as it existed before you exiled because that is what you exiled. So it's not looking at the exiled card. That would be a different result. All right. 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 All right. All right, a real trick of the trick or treat options. All right, yeah, great story. That, that's what that's what I get. That's what I get for asking a question before I was 100 percent sure of the answer. <laughs> I, felt, I felt so good about my answer. I felt so good. 
Ah, words. Gravestorm. Gravestorm. So when you cast a spell, put a copy of it on the stack for each permanent that was put into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn. If the spell has any targets, you may choose new targets for any of the copies. So basically, that's a lot of words to say that you copy it for everything that died this turn. And I'm using died in the colloquial sense, not the magic sense, since lands can't die. Well, animated lands can, but just regular lands can't. Yet this would trigger for, um, well, it only triggers once, but it would put copies out for all the lands that were destroyed that turn, just everything that got put into the graveyard. All right, Chris, <laughs> let's bury this topic. All right. I think this topic is obsolete. <laughs> uh, just like the mechanic bury. Um, so older cards sometimes used the word bury. For example, the original printing of Wrath of God said bury all creatures. Um, what, what it meant was uh, to put something in the graveyard. Um, and what eventually kind of replaced it, as I understand this before my time, was the the idea of this destroy this it can't be regenerated mm -hmm. it was a way around things that prevented stuff from being destroyed yeah and but people do think today they think that bury meant destroy can't be regenerated but it didn't bury meant put it in the graveyard it didn't destroy right. Uh, right. so bury as it was back then indestructible didn't exist but if it did <laughs> It, it, it was more like it, it was it was closer to saying make everybody sacrifice everything. Yeah. Yeah. They they used they used all sorts of weird like sometimes Barry was used instead of discard like like they'd say like uh they might talk about like discarding a creature from the battlefield or burying a card from your hand. Yeah. They were they were a little all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I thought to uh wrap up this episode to put a put a tombstone on it. Nah, it doesn't work. We would talk about a few uh, just of our favorite graveyard cards, and hopefully no more get added. I see the list has doubled to four. Uh, first off, there's the big one, the Weirdo from Future Sight, Gixlid Jailer, which is a zombie wizard, a 2-1, and it says, Cards in graveyards lose all abilities. And that's weird. So that yeah, shuts down... Yeah, this is down, a rough one. Yeah, shuts down a lot of things, right? Shuts down Dredge. Um, yeah. Because Dredge is a card that cares about the graveyard, uh, Recover is shut down. You know, that's a big one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Scavenge. Scavenge is shut down. Scavenge. Flashback. Fl flashback. Yep. Flashback Doesn't shut down here. Soul Shift, though. No, Soul Shift is good. Or Madness. Oh, I guess I guess there's our there's our thing. If uh, if the Jailer jails it, then... And it's great. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, then what about well, Gravestorm? <laughs> or Delve. Nah, Delve. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So Madness is in. Madness is back in. Wait, what? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I was very circular. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is a super cool card. It, it, I mean, cool to judges. It shows up on it shows up on judge tests more than it really should, honestly. <laughs> like, does anyone yeah. play this? Is this it's an a, it's uncommon? A, what? It is. So, so the important thing is, uh, this is this is layers. Uh, so cards in graveyards lose all abilities occurs in layer six. Mm -hmm. So if you ever like have the ability to give uh, a creature in your graveyard flying, um, Yixla Jailer, hmm. uh, you might have to pay attention to timestamps as to whether or not uh, Yixla Jailer removes it or not. Yes. 
it actually it actually does become relevant like if you if you're able to like give a card in your graveyard flashback or something. Yes. Yeah. So this becomes very relevant with Snapcaster Mage. Yeah. Yep. Which to be clear, Snapcaster Mage would win there. Yes. Yeah. Snapcaster Mage, uh, I think it's right of not right of flame. Uh uh yeah, right of flame, right? No. Uh Storm Players everywhere hate me right now. The 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 one that gives all, all your cards flashback. It's not Riku, but the newer one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the one. Uh, so another one we got on here, and this one's from Standard. What? Pro- Wait, is it? Yes. 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 yes it is. Oh, oh, for a second, there, is I thought standard. that was, I was in Restored, but no, that's... Um, yeah. yeah, Standard is two years now. The other one. Yeah. A judging news podcast would probably talk about that, but... It would. It's Amalgam. Uh, it says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if it entered from your graveyard or you cast it from your graveyard, return prized amalgam from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped at the beginning of the next end step. Works great with Unearth. How do you cast a yeah. creature from your graveyard? What lets you do that? Or what cards could do that? Uh, do you, well, cast a creature from graveyard. There's a, there's a, there's a zombie that lets you cast it from the graveyard. That's right. Get control of a zombie. Yeah, that dude's in my commander deck. He's pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Because you just get a sack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You just start sacking him to. Uh, what's his face? Grimgrin. Right. Yeah. He'll yeah. cost one mana, so you just yeah. get back. He's oh awesome. yeah. I, I forgot. <laughs> okay, so there's that card. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah. It's fun to pronounce. <clears throat> what else do we have? I see. Brian. What? I see. <laughs> We have. You said favorite graveyard cards. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even. It's not even this one that I'm upset what? about. Elephant oh. graveyard. Elephant graveyard. It's a fun card. Um, I'm just gonna read the text as written here. Tap to add one colorless mana to your mana pool, or an ores in italics. Regenerate an elephant or mammoth. Oof. <laughs> so glad they gave me elephant or mammoth. I assume all mele- mammoths are elephants now. Um. Well, yeah. I'm gonna check. I assume those aren't two separate. <laughs> No. No, they are not. <laughs> hey. hey, man, this this has I have I have, uh, I have uh, fond memories of uh, of my uh, my elephant graveyard uh, war mammoth. And uh, there was there was also like a two two elephant with banding from Arabian Nights. And you were all about the elephants, aren't you? I I love my war mammoth or not my war mammoth. It was. Ah. Crap, I don't even remember what it was. It was a war mammoth, the three three with trample. Yeah, Ella. Um, let's see here. What here was what was? Woolly mammoth. War elephant. There we go. It had a banding and elephant. trample. Yeah, so war you elephant. could have war elephant band with war mammoth, and then right? this card could help you out too because it affects both of them. Great. Absolutely. All right, you put Savannah Lions in here to troll me, and then I did, no, I did not put Savannah Lions in there. Did you do it, Jess? You? Ah, uh, maybe. What? <laughs> Jess. Ah, oh, I've been tricked once again. All right, go guard Grave Troll. Uh, Why are you talking about Savannah Lions, man? <laughs> he's a big one. Um, yeah. Because so he he Golgari Grave Troll comes into play with plus one plus one counter for each creature card in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And then you can remove one to regenerate, and he has dredge six. Uh, but the big thing here is reanimating Golgari Grave Troll. Yep. So say you had six creatures in your graveyard, including Golgari Grave Troll, and you reanimate Golgari Grave Troll. 
uh, what, how many counters do we get, right? Because he comes into play with plus one plus counter for each creature card in your graveyard. Right. And, and so since there's six creatures in your graveyard, it's six six counters, right? Y- yes. No. Yes. No. He gets seven. He counts himself. Yeah, right. he does. Six, yeah, he's one of the six creatures in your graveyard. Oh, we, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said <laughs> six in addition to. Man, I was making a. Yeah, we're all on the same page here. Yeah, okay, we're, all we're all on the same, same page. page. I was like, I was like, what are you okay. talking about? And then you said seven. I was like, where, where are you going? <laughs> I was like, plus one now. No, I, I thought I thought it was six plus. plus no, he counts himself twice. Yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, what am I missing? If it's seven. <laughs> All right, yeah. So he counts himself, and that and that's kind of a weird thing there. But uh, here's the way I think about it, and I don't even know if this is technically correct, you know, like by the rules. But basically, that grave troll is either in your graveyard or he's on the battlefield. He can't be. There's no transitionary phase. There's no anything like that. And this is a. Um, as, as it enters the battlefield thing. I was reading the old text, sorry. But it's as it enters the battlefield. So if this has to be as it enters the battlefield, therefore it is not on the battlefield, therefore it must be in your graveyard. And that's kind of how I think about it. Um, that's exactly right. And so that's why it counts itself. All right. So All right. I think that's it for our, our trick-or-treat episode. Full of tricks and treats. Maybe. <laughs> actually yeah, i think it's true it's definitely hold up yeah i think so okay guys so i think we'll get caught up on news uh next episode so that i can watch the end of the world series and see who wins all right <laughs> so i mean other reasons <laughs> so if you guys don't have anything to add i think we're ready ready to 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 bury this one nah. Nah. Seems good. or discard it or discard it or upload it to the internet and then post it on like seven websites you know that old joke. i'll choose option c option c <laughs> don't mean, forget the zune yes i won't forget zune or all Stitcher. right everyone thank you for listening to our very spooky episode i hope it didn't scare you Ooh. my name is Shredder, i keep it fair i'm just up because i keep it fun i'm brian prilliman and for you the day b pro graced your village was the most important day of your life <laughs> Ricky but for me, it. it was Tuesday. All right. You got it. <laughs> Ricky did that. <laughs>